This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm your host of this weekly show that talks everything free agency, the salary cap, the NFL draft, and puts you into that mind of Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and even Omar Khan. Look, it's been a massive week for the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. We've seen a number of the, you know signings. We've seen you know, re-signings as well. Um, bunch of key players. We've seen a player released. Who would have thought Steven Nelson would be such a, that such player? You know, most of us were thinking it would be an extension for Steven Nelson. Yet here we are and, you know, less than 24 hours when I record this live on my Wednesday evening. It comes to you live on your Wednesday evening. And Steven Nelson is uh, no longer a Pittsburgh Steeler, the most expensive free agent ever acquired by the Steelers. Um no longer with the team. So look, I thought it'd be, as always, it's good to give a recap of where we're sitting. So as of this week, Steel's current cap liabilities are $185,225,969. Um, and then when you look at their team cap space, they've got $8.692 million. Now, when we look at those cap liabilities, we also factor in the Steelers. Obviously, when our salary cap is $182.5 million. Um, this year, the Steelers have that $4.9 million carryover. The top 51 right now is sitting there at the $159 million. So then you've obviously got your di- displacement um, differential there that factors in. Needless to say, let's just focus on the cap space number for now. 
That cap, cap space number, as I said, is 8.692 million. With the 86.92 million, though, it's really important to consider that the Steelers still have to pay all their draft picks. Now, we know there are a number of different restructures and what have you that have yet to happen, um, if, if they're going to happen at all. The Steelers' rookie class right now is scheduled to, to cost them roughly around the $8 million mark. Um, so that's going to be – that's that, that rookie pool that they're going to have to pay there. So that's going to be really interesting to see where this goes in terms of if the Steelers want to pick up any additional free agents. If we look at the free agents that the Steelers brought in, um, you know, I think one of the key players there was Joe Haig on the offensive line. You know, we, we re-signed, um, oh, we also Miles Killebrew. So Miles Killebrew comes in, um, support them as a, sort of a safety um, a pass coverage linebacker there, very much like a Mark Barron sort of role. But his big, big support will be on special teams. So unfortunately for Jordan Dangerfield, I don't think he'll be back. Um and so, yeah, moving on into some sort of some of the other players, Steelers were able to keep Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, awesome that they've been able to do that. That was that $8 million deal where it's $2.4 million cap hit, um, which is then deferred, you know, across each year for several years. So I think he comes in at 1.4 in, uh, in 2022 there. Um, in 2023, it's with a 1.4, but it's actually zero on the cap. So, because of the way the voidable contract years work, all his um, cap number for those prorated bonuses across those voidable years all hits actually next year in 2022. But this team's currently slated to have $110 million um, available in 2022. So no despairing that it will be the same situation next year as we had this year um, in terms of salary cap. And then looking at it as well, you know, we obviously brought back Zach Banner um, since I spoke to you last there. So Zach Banner's earned himself that, that great contract. He has a cap number of 2.875 million this year. Cameron Sutton was retained as well. So he could be our number two or our number three um, cornerback now that Nelson's going. Um, and probably more likely that number two, depending on the, the way that the Steelers choose to play certain schemes this year. Um, and Cameron Sutton's got a cap number of 1.7 million there. Look, we still yet to see to it, Stefan to it. Um, you know, is there something that the Steelers can do with his contract? Equally, Eric Ebron's another one that, that you know, they could be looking at um, having a play with. Do they even, depending on the draft and who still sits at the end of free agency, he's still someone that you can save five and a half million dollars with um, if you were to cut him. I'm not suggesting they necessarily do that, particularly with, all the promise of the of tight ends in Matt Canada's offense, and equally, um, you know who's going to take that role in the tight end room. Chris Wormley also comes back on a cap number of one point six million for the year. I thought that was interesting when we look at the defensive end position. Obviously, you've got um, Carlos Davis and Bugs are vying vying it out. It looks like for that nose tackle, defensive tackle position, um, more nose tackle in the way the Steelers run things. But you know, Chris Wormley is a guy that you know. Steelers are aware of. We obviously did that trade last year. Um, you know, he knows Pittsburgh. Now, I think he'll be good. You know, I think he'll be good come back from 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 last year. He showed that, you know, in that Cleveland Browns game, he showed that he was capable. Um, I, I thought that he had a nice finish to the season on his plays. Um, so, you know, we could do worse when it comes to, you know, second or, or even third 
depth in the defensive line, you could do a lot worse than have Chris Wormley. Um, and so I think Steelers fans should just be really open to, to what he might bring. But that's where I was sort of wanted to look at it for, for this week in terms of the free agents. You know, I think there's still a bunch of work that can be done. I think when you look at this roster and you start going down the list and you talk about players like Zach Gentry, um, I know he was a draft pick, but but is he ever going to come on? Ulysses Gilbert there, you know, he's he's getting paid close to $900,000. He could be someone that goes. Now that you've got Killebrew in, are you going to keep, you know, Marcus Allen? That's going to be that's going to be a question that'll put him back. Oh, and how could I forget? We brought back Ray Ray McLeod too, but I think I might have covered him last week. Um, regardless, you know, he comes back on a $1 million deal. Um, you know, we're starting to see this take shape. But as you see, there's some key positions that are starting to really stand out in terms of where the Steelers might go in the draft if we look at the free agent sign. So we still don't really have that center. When we look at Joe Haig, he's someone that's more that 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 guard. I think he's played a bit of tackle as well, um, you know, in his time. not a, He's not a center. Um, equally, running back. I mean, right now, your top running back is still sitting there as being Benny Snell Jr. And how do you feel, Steelers fans out there? How do you feel? that the fact that the new number one running back right now is Benny Snell Jr. Benny, no jets. Um, as Lance Williams, you know, former podcaster BTSC, like to call him, you know, some people call him the snail, you know, regardless, you sort of sit there and you're like, well, hang on a second, you know, the Steelers have to do something. Now I know there's a great article that's if it's not, um, not up already. I know it's coming from, from, Cliff Harris is still a punk, KT Smith, um, that talks about selecting a running back, and I think it's all in on Travis Eddian there. Look, uh, for me, if it's going to be Travis Eddian or Javante Williams, that's fantastic. Um, um, I don't necessarily we think we've got the offensive line for Harris to work. I think you've got to look at what Matt Canada's offense looks like, um, and I think you've also got to look at where the, you know how we're going to use these guys in the pass game. I'm not saying that Harris can't catch a pass. I'm just saying that, you know, Harris is better to go into a team that's got no line ready to create massive holes. Um, Also, you know, the Steelers, the way we're we're setting things up now with with Matt Canada and a lot of that pre-snap, you know, motion and what have you, you're better off looking at that Travis Travis Etienne, um, potentially even a Javante Williams there. Javante Williams might fall. I also heard an interview last week, um, from NFL.com with with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks, and they were talking to um, Trey Sermon as well there. Um, and he he's someone that, you know, I, I state I recall correctly, but he's someone that could really show up. He's someone that could be drafted in the third or fourth round, you know, and really be one of those top running backs and have a great, you know, career, whether he's going to be elite, you know, that that's another question when you think comparing to players like a, um, Najee Harris or, or Travis Etienne there. The other part is cornerback. Um, and I know that in the last 24 to 48 hours, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers had a, had a definite presence. Um, I think it was at Florida State University where you've got a player like Asante, um, 
Asante Samuels Jr. He's someone that I've talked about previously. I think when it might have been our last episode um, of, of of Cap Room or, or our first one of War Room, I think. But I basically talked about a bit of the draft profile of, of Asante Samuels. And, and he's someone that, you know, be open to. Be really open to in the second or third round. He can, he can do some really great things. We the Steelers need to get younger at that position. Justin Lane is not the future. James Pierre is still a you know very much on that project side of things, you know. So you've got to be open to it. And look, I don't think many Steelers fans want to be dr- sitting there with the Steelers drafting a you know a cornerback in round one. But don't be afraid to, to that corner. That cornerback might come back in the the second or the third round. There, I, I don't necessarily think we're going to be really able to get. Asante in the fourth, um, if that's where you're going. I know I've talked previously about Darren Hall from San Diego State and, you know, the the opportunity that he might bring to the mix. Um, but, you know, it's wait and see still for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The other position is center. Um, you know, now there are a couple of centers in the in free agency still available. I believe Nick Martin's still free from the Texans. I know Austin Blythe, who I keep going on about whether it's on touchdown under or this show um go back and listen to i think it was two shows ago now um for me on where i looked at austin Blythe versus ted carass ted carass obviously he signed a contract i think he went back to um new england there um but but even still uh, austin Blythe is someone that when jeffrey benedict after hearing it from michael beck who heard it from from me um so sort of looked at Austin Blythe that's available, like his zone blocking and, and running and, and the holes that he creates, you know, was something that really stood out on film. And that's something we need from the Steelers. But as I said, we really wanted to look at where the Steelers might go in this draft. And, and right now, you know, the center position is all, but, you know, it's not locked up at all um, in terms of who we've got there. As I just mentioned, there are a number of free agents, you know, don't be surprised if, you know, and we keep talking about the running back position, but do not be surprised if on draft night, round one, pick number 24, the Steelers still pick a center. I'd be really upset in, in some ways if they pick someone like a Landon Dickerson with all those injuries. Um, I think you can get Creed, hum- Creed Humphrey in round two. Um, so I'm more of tackle and, and I'm open to running back purely because we, if we can get five years out of them, um, even with that fifth-year option, we don't have to worry about some of the stuff that we went through with, you know, Le'Veon Bell, um, you know, and someone that we can really tie up at that position for a while. And then we can deal with the question of will, will the Steelers or won't the Steelers draft a running back in round one, you know, in season 2026 or 2027. Um, so, yeah, I'd really love to lock that up with someone that's really going to do a great job. Not for a second do I think that every every running back drafted in the first first round is going to be there and perform every year, year in, year out. We've seen that with Saquon. That's not been possible through injury um, because, quite frankly, a lot of these running backs come into the league with mileage in the legs. Um, and, you know, this is one of the unfair things about not being paid at the collegiate level. You know, they come in with a lot of you know, stress on their body. And I think the running back average now in terms of time spent in the league is just under or just over two years. So it's a real issue if you if you are playing that running back position. But look, that wraps up part one um, of this week's episode of Steel's War Room. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm your host of this weekly show that talks all things salary cap, the roster, 
free agents, the draft. Join us for part two. I'm going to be talking all things draft prospects with a couple more to add to the potential. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back on Steelers War Room. I'm Matt Peveril and I'm your host of this weekly show. Look, in, in part one, I talked about, I gave an update on everything free agency and the salary cap and what have you. And we started to see some holes appearing in the roster at key positions. This week, I wanted to start off by looking at a player who I think could be a really interesting player for the Steelers. Um, particularly if they're going to go get that running back in in, in round one, um, or potentially there's still a couple of guys in free agency they could go after. And that's Trey Hill. Um, played Georgia Bulldog, um, started games at, at guards, at guard there as well. He can play center. Um, you know, he played center for the Bulldogs. In the run game, he comes off the ball hard. He's been described as being heavy at the point of attack and plays with natural leverage. As a result, he, he's hard to bull rush. Um, even though he plays a very good power in a phone booth, his limited agility shows when he has to move and engage. This is at the second level with regards to run blocking, and also he has to be reactive to games as a pass blocker. He's somewhat heavy-footed and probably best suited at guard where he can focus on his run or pass blocking. Um, ideal role, um, according to one draft scout, would be a swing interior O-line and a, and a power running scheme. Now, look, as I said before, we're not necessarily that power running scheme completely yet. But again, if, if the Steelers are going to go that way when you've got a Kevin Dotson and what have you, even that could open some holes for Benny Snell. Um, you know, it, it's an interesting piece there when you look at Trey Hill. And I like someone that's got a bit of versatility um, in that O-line. And, you know, perhaps he is a guard for the Steelers. Um, but, you know, while he's learning his craft, he, you know, could he play center? You've obviously got DeCastro coming back. Um, you know, even if he gets, even if he's sitting majority of the year, that's a good thing. That's what we want. But with the addition of Joe Haig, will we get Trey Hill? It's a question. Um, you know, so, so these are, these are the sorts of things that we've got to consider. When I looked at um, NFL.com's profile of him, they sort of graded him at a 5.8. So backup special teamer. Um, he's a girthy center prospect with roster flexibility. Size works in his favor. He's a more mauler than a technician. Um, you know, that's no issue. We saw Dotson being a mauler and look at the technique that he's come in and learned. Um, when it go, going back to Trey Hill, he can slow opponents at the point of attack, lack bended hand placement to consistently sustain blocks and more than a short period of time. He's not a plus athlete, but he moves better than expected for his size. You know, and at the end of the day, when you're 6'3 and 330 pounds, you know, that's a, that's a big size. Um, you know, he can offer value when asked to pull and clobber would be tackles, tacklers. 
Um, Hill's size and ability to play multiple spots gives him a head start on winning a roster spot, but his poor knee bend and shoddy hand placement will be challenging to correct. I trust the Steelers' O-line to correct things. We've got a good history in the O-line. So, you know, if we were to draft Trey Hill, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset, um, particularly in that fourth round or fifth, even if you could get him in the fifth. But I think he'll be gone at the end of the third, you know, mid-fourth. Um, some of his strengths are he has experience at center and guard, as we said before. Um, you know, he's a powerful flipper, able to stuff and tee up the block on his guard combos, generally under control working on Mike linebackers, adequate athleticism for a big man getting into space. He sees rush games and makes poor adjustments, um, gains depth and changes level to protect against twists. Weaknesses, we talked about knee bend. Um, he ends up upright and tiptoes at times as a drive blocker. He has below average getting power players steered out of gaps. Hand placement is a lingering concern. I know when we said that before, and that's something that you'd, if the Steelers were to draft him, you'd hope they'd be looking to fix. Um, his anchor is impacted by poor pad level and use of outside hands. He absorbs and catches rushes rather than firing his hands. Desired body control is missing. And he's had meniscus tears in both knees that needed surgery in December. So, you know, he's coming back and working back from injury. You know, the Steelers need, you know, some guys that can support them, not necessarily day one starters, but guys that are ready to go and provide that depth. So the next player I wanted to look at was one that's been dominating a little bit of the BTSC Slack channel, um, you know, and he's got a, he's been graded as a six um, in terms of scouting. Um, and actually I might quickly go into that. So the way the NFL.com um, grades go out is 8.0 is the perfect prospect. 7.5 to 7.3 is a perennial all pro. 7 to 7.1 is pro ball talent. 6.7 to 6.8 is year one quality starter. 6.5 is a brim or bust prospect. 6.4 to 6.3 will be a starter within the first two seasons. 6.1 to 6.2 um, is a good backup who could become a starter. 6 is developmental traits based prospect. 5.8 to 5.9 is a backup special teamer. 5.5 to 5.6 chance to make the end of the roster or practice squad. 5.4 is a priority free agent. 5 to 5.1 chance to be in an NFL training camp. No grade, needs to spend time in a developmental league. Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver, Auburn, six, six foot, 185 pounds. Um, you know, prospect grade there is a set of six. Um, you know, he was an awesome track athlete. Um, you know, he at the Gatorade 2018 National Boys Truck and Field. Um, he ran Florida 2A state 100 and 200 meter races in record times. He also ran a youth world record 10.15 100 meter dash in 2017 Florida relays. Um, he excelled for American Heritage head coach Patrick Satan as well, gaining four star prospect ratings before signing with Auburn. He began his career on a strong note, starting five of 13 games played. 22 receptions, 357 yards, average of 16.2, two touchdowns, 27 carries, 211 yards, five touchdowns. Despite a thumb injury in the 2019 preseason, he started four of 13 games, 41 receptions, 440 yards, 10.7 average, um, one touchdown, 11 carries, 118 yards, um, two touchdowns. He led the Tigers with 54 receptions in 10 games in 2020, um, 636 yards, 11.8 per catch, three touchdowns, nine starts before deciding not to play in the team's bowl game. Um, According to, you know, Lance Zerline, 
you know, overview at NFL.com an analyst, you know, he's a prospect with legitimate track speed, rare acceleration. who's more of a catch and run specialist right now. He will break your hearts on occasions with his poor ball tracking and below average hands, but there's no doubting an ability to alter coverage once he's in his game. Shorts will need a layered passing concept that can keep him on the move, threatening defenses on crosses, over outs, go outs and posts. He hasn't played in the most stable passing attack at Auburn, so there might be some meat on the bone for him as a pro. He's unlikely to ever develop the desired ball skills of an NFL wideout. Um, but even as a field stretcher or divisionary piece, he will offer value. You know, I think that's very critical versus what some of my fellow colleagues at BTSC have sort of seen with them. But at the end of the day, he's got awesome speed, you know, world-class sprinter. He requires additional coverage attention when he's on the field. He's a useful weapon on decoy with jet sweeps or ghost motions. We know that that might be part of the Matt Canada offense. Blows right by confident man coverage and getting deep. Threat of long speed creates easy throw and catches underneath. Able to change route direction while maintaining scary speed. Burst free to separate from route stems. Open field vision and wiggle it to put in the paint after the catch. Full-time gunner potential if he can improve as a tackler. Weaknesses. Just six of his total 117 catches went for touchdowns. Routes are unfocused and often ineffective underneath. More quick game gadget guy than true receiver at this point. Disappointing effort in the scramble mode. Consistent issues tracking and adjusting to the long ball. Instincts as a pass catcher and are below par. He needs to improve, um, you know, his catch readiness more quickly um, and focus on hand strength and has, has been a consistent issue. One personal executive for an AFC team said, I think he's got a chance to be a lot better than what you see right now. If he gets with the right team, I think people are going to be really surprised. Could that be the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is this the sort of wide receiver that the Steelers pick up, you know, in a round, you know, four, five, or six, then goes on to be a top, you know, a really decent quality wideout? Is this a is this a Deontay Johnson again? Is this a Antonio Brown again? I'm not suggesting for a second that he can necessarily ladder up to that right now, but this is the sort of player that the Steelers, particularly at a position like wide receiver, look to bring in. Could this be, if, if Kevin Colbert really is retiring at the end of the next NFL draft, could this be that final wide receiver that we draft late that, you know, stands out for the years to come and is a, and is a playmaker? Could this be the final one that he can pull off before riding off into the sunset? Also important to look at, I always look at a few draft pro, um, profiles as well. Um, you know, he's a slot, according to draftnetwork.com, Ideal role as a slot receiver. We've got a lot of guys in the slot, so whether that makes sense, but, you know, they bring Juju back in 2022. You know, you're going to have one of James Washington off contract. You know, there's no reason why you can't find a role for Schwartz. Um, scheme fit is a vertical passing offense. You know, Big Ben is going to be throwing the ball this season, and if we can have someone like Schwartz to open plays or command a bit of attention that allows, you know, Deontay to do his magic in you know under routes to get you know Claypool open to even give Juju a bit of space you know this is the sort of player that might be able to just give that defense a second guess but that that's Anthony Schwartz in terms of could he be you know a pick for the Steelers and we, you know that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Steelers War Room I do like to give you two prospects um, I know we've gone O-line and wide receiver again. I've given you wide receiver a couple of times. Um, you know, 
I'm trying to give you guys a lot of players that are not necessarily covered elsewhere. Um, I want to give some of the big names that still are seeing next week um, with free agency settling down. I'm going to go look back of all, across all the pro days um, that all the Steelers attended and some of those key prospects. Now I know that we've covered some already. Um, so I'm not trying to go through the full list of those pro days um, in, in terms of that. But as we also get more pro days labeled, we're sort of able to get an idea of what combine data look like as well. So, or data. Um, and so that sort of will allow us to look at who had the best 40 times and what have you, who had vertical leaps and cone, you know, drills and what have you, who did the most benches. Um, not that anything on in, on their own, apart from, you know, maybe the 40 yard dash, you know, defines a prospect um, completely in their career. But I think it, we are going to be able to look at some key positions and start to find out where those rankings lie in terms of who those top players are. Equally, we're getting confirmed measurements of, of height and weight and, um, you know, an idea of what people's muscular tone looks like, particularly for a lot of the college athletes that sat out. But look, thank you for joining this week's episode of Steelers War Room. Um, you know, we I love coming to you guys live, you know, when you when you do are able to listen to my my podcast, this weekly podcast on a Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening. Um, you know, for for those of you in the US and, and then the rest of the world in whatever time zone you're in. Um, as always, if you've got any questions or there's a player that you want me to look up or you know, there's an area of the roster you think that you'd like me to go delve into and, and even pull some stats for, feel free to email me, Aussie. A-U-S-S-I-E Steeler91 gmail.com I'm Matt Pebble This is Steelers Warren for this week Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.